0: Hello, and welcome to Family Tech, where you get all the tech tips, news, and information to help you understand and manage the technology in your home. I'm so excited about today's topic. I have been wanting to cover this topic for a very, 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 very long time, and I finally found, I think, the perfect person to talk about it with. So Heather, tell us a little bit about yourself, what you do, and what's going
1: on. Yeah, hi, my name is Heather Aker, and I'm the founder of Elder Care Navigators. And we basically help seniors navigate everything age related, whether it's aging in place at home or navigating a health crisis, or a hospital stay. And a little bit about myself I studied gerontology and business in college. Um, I volunteered at hospice for about a decade, used to deliver meals on wheels during my lunch break. And uh, I worked for a huge Fortune 500 company for 20 years as an executive director, and we owned hospitals and nursing homes and pharmacies and standalone rehab clinics and hospices and everything senior. So it really taught me how to move efficiently in those arenas and um, kind of politely bully things to go in the direction I need them to go for a client, Clients.
0: Yeah. Awesome. I mean, and I feel like there's such a like void of information about elder care. And so I'm really excited to like gain all of the knowledge that you have. Obviously not all of it because you're very highly qualified, but, but help people who are just struggling, trying to navigate this new world. And, you know, especially for my age, we're trying to take care of our parents. We still have kids, you know, the sandwich generation kind of thing. I have a, a friend whose mother recently moved in with her who has a lot of dementia and, you know, and my grandmother had dementia. So it's kind of near and dear to my heart because we had to deal with this with my grandma. And I just think it's, it's so prevalent these days. And so it's so important to get all this information out there.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely.
0: So let's just start off with um, what are some of the biggest struggles you're seeing with folks who are 70 and over trying to use technology?
1: Yeah, so I feel that technology is it's just it it's more complicated than it needs to be for the current group of 65 and older. I mean, don't get me wrong, there's definitely a lot of 65 and older people who are very well versed in technology, but most of these people, um, they went to school or college um, back when there were typewriters, and you know, it's not as intuitive as it is to the current generation. I feel that our generation will definitely be a lot more tech savvy, but the current generation is not. And there's all these apps and programs and devices for seniors, but, you know, it's great maybe for the adult children to utilize (laughs) for their parents, but it's not always um, easy for adults to utilize. And AARMP did a recent study where 60% of seniors Uh, do not feel confident in their ability to use technology. And I feel that a lot of companies like really aren't heeding that advice and warning. And and again, creating all these complex programs and services for seniors when really they kind of want an on and an off button (laughs) type technology.
0: (laughs) Yeah, absolutely. And um, it's so funny because, you know, people will call like me or something a boomer. And like, I don't even think they really understand what that term actually is. we like, you know, my mom is legitimately a boomer. She was born in 1950. And, you know, th- the baby boom is that generation. But people are using that as a more broad term for somebody who like doesn't understand what's going on in the technical world. And um, I think that's doing a disservice to actual boomers who, you know, may or may not understand what's going on but and like you said 60 percent that's a high high Mm -hmm. number Mm -hmm. of of people who don't and especially if they're you know in the baby boom generation that's a large population
1: and it's a growing population too and there's so many dollars being thrown at the baby boomers with senior communities but i feel that technology is just lacking in that arena yeah,
0: like, and all these tech companies are trying to add more features and th- does this and does this and does this when, like you said, they just want an on and off button. Right. <laughs> so that's super interesting. So um, speaking to that, are there mistakes that those who are trying to take care of this generation are making that are increasing the frustration of these citizens?
1: Yeah, absolutely. Again, I feel that... Um, Things are very frequently overcomplicated when working for seniors and even something as simple as um, like going to the grocery store these days. I know that grocery stores, they're trying to, you know, modernize themselves with the self-checkout lanes, but a lot of seniors, that's not easy for them to navigate for many reasons. One, to carry the milk over and, you know, to scan it. And then to bag their own groceries, and and so I feel that just there's so many things in society that just like the fastest growing population is a total afterthought of that technology. When um, you know they mean well, but you know, what can we do to help our seniors navigate some of these these struggles? And again. Um, One analogy that I think I talked to you about briefly um, the first time we spoke, but uh, my grandfather used to love to listen to music. It was just his favorite thing to do. He would sit there and listen to music, and it would just close his eyes, and it would help him with reminiscing and thinking about the past and where he was when he heard that particular piece. So I thought for Christmas, I would get him a boombox, I call it a boombox. It's like basically <laughs> an, on button and an off button and you stuck the CD in there. Play. I'm from the 80s. I remember boomboxes. <laughs> yeah, exactly. exactly. So I got him this um, with a couple of CDs of his favorite composers. And he was in heaven. It just he would sit in front of that and listen to all these amazing Um, pieces of music and talk about like where he was when he first heard it and reminisce about where him and his wife, my Nana, um, were, you know, when they saw these pieces in live. And it was just beautiful. So my uncle, well-meaning, was like, oh my gosh, this was a really great and thoughtful gift. But, you know, it's a little boombox with one speaker. And, you know, since he loves listening to music so much, you know, why not get him something nicer that sounds better? So he bought him, the following Christmas, this really nice stereo that, you know, with these speakers that sounded magnificent and, you know, with the bass and the treble and all of that that you could adjust. And my grandfather couldn't figure it out. And he put, like, eventually, after a month of, like, trying to fiddle with it and it never, like, working properly, he put the boombox on top of the stereo And continue to listen to his boombox, much to my uncle's uh, dismay. But again, it's just, I mean, well-meaning, but it's just the simpler, the better. And a lot of phones out there, they advertise like, hey, you know, this is a great phone for somebody, you know, 65 and older. But I really haven't seen a flip phone or any type of phone that is truly user-friendly for seniors i feel like landlines kind of get it right where they have the large print one two three all the way to nine and you know with the you know maybe they're louder also you know or maybe they have a light in case somebody you know is visually impaired or you know hard of hearing but cell phones they're tiny people can't see them well um they're not, you know, like scrolling through to find contacts. I mean, just a simple phone that has numbers on it that are large print and easy to see would be magnificent. Right. <laughs> I know these really uh, exist, but they truly, there is not a good product out there, at least that we've seen. Yeah. And I totally agree with that. Um, I did see one product at CES.
0: Um, I'll have to find the literature for you to see if that's something that you were looking for. Um, and it was similar, but it's still just a like you know, it's still got the form factor of a phone, and it has um, an operating system on top of it. So it just like got picture contacts. So you just like tap mm-hmm. the contact, and so I can see that. But to your point, that said, that makes so much more sense. Where they're like, uh, this doesn't feel like a phone to me when like they're up in age, they want something that's you know just like they're used to on on like, you know, those big numbers, and I just call and there's no screen that
1: I have to touch, I just like press the buttons. Right. So and that's-, that's tactile, too. Because, yeah. like, you know, all those flat screen, I mean, they're not easy, especially when you know, a natural not a natural age related change, but an age related change, potentially is, you know, you might your dexterity isn't as great, you might have some numbness, lack of feeling and you know, your extremities and 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 having like a tactile button that's large would be helpful.
0: Well, and even to that, like if they're starting to become vision impaired, Mm -hmm. you know, like to be able to feel the like three rows of numbers, I know what numbers go where um, that would be super important, which you couldn't do on just a regular phone, you know, that has a
1: specialized software or anything. Right. Absolutely. You know, and there are seniors because, you know, we have many clients who will say to me, do you text? Because I text and that's my preferred mode of, you know, communication. I'm always like, yeah, absolutely. You know, <laughs> awesome. But, you know, we, you know, can text simple things. But, you know, not every client is, again, um, is that technology user friendly to them.
0: Yeah. And then to your point about the music, um... And that's so funny. Like that's you know, big fancy speaker, can't mm-hmm. use it, but I can even see it going the way of like, oh, I'll get them this smart speaker, they can listen to like anything they want, and you know, and it'll sound great because it's got this like great speaker, and they install it at their parents' house that so their parents I could just see the boom box going right on yeah. top of that. Yeah, <laughs> because
1: absolutely.
0: like how do I play? my song on this i i don't understand it
1: right right no absolutely absolutely
0: so um and we just talked about you know the seniors just kind of want an on and off button what else do most seniors just want from the technology they use
1: yeah so truly i feel that you know trying to find po- positives from the pandemic um, it really like, I liked how zoom was free for a period of time, you know, for short little snippets. It's a nice way for seniors to be able to connect with their families without maybe exposing themselves. If, um, you know, if a grandson has COVID or even a cold, you know, sometimes right. can be kind of devastating. So I think technology, um, one of the things that seniors went from technology is communication And um, a second big one is the remote doctor's appointments. I feel that Medicare makes it really um, difficult that the provider has to jump through a lot of hoops in order to justify having a remote visit and have it, you know, be something that's billable. Usually the first visit has to be in person and then, you know, subsequent visits can be um, done remotely. And I find that very frustrating, because we have a lot of clients who maybe have a urinary tract infection, and it's not easy for their loved one to get them in the car and then transport them to the doctor's office or to the clinic, because maybe they have some baseline confusion already, and then couple that with a urinary tract infection, which is causing some increased confusion. And, um, you know, it can be a little frustrating. And so, but I'll talk about that also, because I also wish that <laughs> they you know, irrelevant what seniors are looking for, but that as a technology, um, it would be awesome if physicians could actually come to your house to do, you know, like simple testing, but we'll talk about that in a minute. Um, Another thing (laughs) that seniors I think are looking for um, is being able to like, maybe grocery shop would be helpful, like renew prescription medications um, are really like the biggest things that I think would serve them the best. But really, they have to learn how to do that. And there's like, you know, the local senior community center is helpful. There's definitely YouTube can be helpful for online tutorials. But working with them to open up this whole world would really help people aging in place at home, you know, people who maybe are nervous during cold and flu seasons to go to the grocery store, but to have them delivered and being able to navigate that online would be massive.
0: Yeah, and you brought up something a little bit ago that I wanted to touch on that I just remembered now. I had not even thought about how the world is changing that's kind of um pushing them out and like you said with like, you know, the local Walmart here, almost everything is yeah. self-checkout. You have to like search to find an actual person to check right. you out. And then, you know, the restaurants even have like the screens where you have to check out yourself. I can see how frustrating that could be for a senior who I'm like, can I just tell somebody what I want? You know, Great. I I don't understand this. I can't move my milk and my big, you know, thing of soda across this, you know, conveyor belt. And, and then like bag it all up myself. I mean, I don't even like to do that <laughs> yeah, and yeah. I'm perfectly able. <laughs> So that's just interesting that like I feel like society is just kind of forgetting about these people.
1: Yeah, we are such an ageist society. I mean, you know, you go to, you know, the drugstore and you go down the hallmark aisle or the greeting card aisle. I mean, you see all these over the hill, 40, and oh lordy, lordy, 40, you know, those type of things. And I'm like, oh my gosh. I mean it's just, I mean, you're lucky to be able to age. I mean, not everybody is given that privilege. And again, I feel like society just looks at seniors as an afterthought. I mean, they really kind of discard them. And part of that, kind of irrelevant to all this, but I feel that it's oh, because sure. us women. No, I love it. <laughs> who were put in the workforce. But because like really when we think of our grandparents, I mean, maybe they worked, maybe they didn't, you know, they cared for the house, you know, they cared for the family. You know, it was truly you know, considered like an acceptable job for you know them to stay home and care for not only their aging parents but their spouse's aging parents and their children and the house. And what happened is is women are in the workforce now, which is great, but we're having or society's having a hard time letting go of us still doing all that caregiving. Even if you work a full-time job, I mean, you're a mom, you know, that, you know, you go to bed at night and you're like, okay, did I pack that school lunch? Did I, you know, did I order that, you know, it's free dress or whatever. I has to wear green on Friday. Crazy hair day. (laughs) You know, it's a green shirt wash. Did I get the hairspray and all of that? And we do that for our parents too. And so a lot of this falls on our lap and you would think like it would be nice to have technology to help us Um, with that, but um, really technology for the senior that would be more user-friendly.
0: Yeah, for sure. Um, So if you're trying to introduce a new piece of technology to your parent or grandparent, how should you go about doing it? You know, I love this example of your uncle, you know, probably is what not to do. <laughs> like, what's a better way to kind of? Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, Heather's
1: uncle, <laughs> throw you under the bus. <laughs> yeah. yeah, so definitely, I feel everybody learns differently, first off. However, like, you know, opposed to just telling somebody like, this is how you do it, actually having them do it with you. Um you know, large, making sure that, you know, if you're doing something on screen that it's blown up as much as possible. So, you know, visually that isn't um, an issue. Sometimes recording it, I find is helpful. And then this way, if the senior does practice it with you, Um, that maybe they could either, you know, you've recorded it, it's, you know, safe on their computer, they push this button, and they can rewatch it again, or to put it on YouTube, and then to like bookmark it where, you know, you click this button, and you can watch that video again, as long as you're not giving away like this is how you sign into your bank, you know, that type of thing. (laughs) <laughs> you know, throw that something. on YouTube it's fine it's fine Exactly. <laughs> nobody exactly. will use it yeah. but just to like so that they can I feel like repetition kind of helps them when my grandparents were married for 70 years which you know they both passed away but when my grandmother passed away first I thought oh my gosh my grandfather he was so dependent on her you know she was the you know family matriarch I was nervous for him that, um, he was going to have a lot of depression and a negative, um, you know, reaction to all of it. And he did. However, technology, um, I was very pleased with this. His, uh, he moved into assisted living facility and there was another person there who, taught a class, a resident who lived at this community. And he's like, every day at 10, you know, I'm going or every Tuesday, I'm going to go down to, you know, the community room and teach people how to set up an email. And so he taught my grandfather how to send email, which just floored me. And my grandfather was just tickled. He'd send me these emails with the print this big and um, which I loved. And then I'd respond with the print this big. So it was easy for him to read. And I was just so proud of him that he took the initiative to do that and to get hearing aids so he can, you know, technology, you know, so he can participate better in society. And he got an electric scooter and really technology was really helpful to him, but not everybody embraces it.
0: Yeah. And you brought up two points that I really want people to like hammer home. I love the idea of taking a video. It's so easy for us to do these days. Just like if you're showing them how to do something, take a video of them doing it, you know? So like you say, okay, I'm teaching you how to do this. Okay. Now you do it. I'm going to video you doing it and then save that to their computer. Like I said, upload it to YouTube or whatever. And like, just make sure they have easy access to that video and then they can keep watching that and relearning it every time they need it. I think that's such a great point. So I really wanted to hammer that home.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And also where I feel like a lot of senior communities that I love that the senior community that my grandfather lived at, that they found one person there who knew how to use email, and how empowering for him, for him to have an audience, like I have a skill that I'm able to share with you. I mean, it gives him value to be able to, you know, because you feel kind of, you know, again, very frequently, society likes to discard you once you get a little bit older, put you in a home, never talk to you again, family rarely visits. But just to find like that strength of his and to share it with the other people that live there. And I mean, there's so many like people with these rich histories, um, maybe somebody who, um, you know, enjoyed wine, teaching like a wine class or somebody who, you know, traveled a lot, maybe starting a travel club. And so it's not really extra labor for these senior communities, but just to like tap into the people that live there already and how can they share you know, their knowledge with others, especially with technology. Maybe, you yeah. know, to get the most out of Alexa, this is how I use Alexa. Right. You know, you know, it reminds me to take my medications every day at two o'clock. And you know, and let me show you how to, you know, set your Alexa up to do that. You know, things like that would be nice.
0: Yeah, I love that. And then, so the other thing I wanted to hammer home, though, is when he sent you the email with the font really, oh. really big, Take a cue from that and yes. respond in kind because if you're responding with font that's itty bitty, that's going to be hard for them to read. So you're saying, you know, if, if he's got this email and the fonts this ginormous, just copy that same font size and send it back as you're typing because that's just take the cue from them
1: as to what they're what is going to make it easier for them. Absolutely. And I feel that, again, like anytime we visit a senior, um, like let's say, hypothetically, I'm going over to meet with them to talk about um, their long term care insurance. I always use that opportunity to be like, do you need me to do anything around the house? And, you know, you'll get little things like, oh, this light bulb. Can you change it? I'm worried about standing on a ladder or I have this heavy comforter that, you know, I'm nervous pulling it out of the dryer but um, and the reason I bring this up is because I always ask these questions. Is there anything I can do? And, you know, walk the dog around the block or something. And one senior said to me, which I really loved it, he's like, you know, I haven't talked to my son in a long time and, you know, we're estranged. It's, you know, been decades and I really miss him. And I said, you know, understanding technology, I was like, if you want to share with me his name, I can try to see on the internet, if I can find this person, you know, find this person for you and, you know, get a contact information. And, you know, he's like, I didn't know you could do that. You know, I don't really understand, you know, the world wide web and da 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 da. So, yes, he shared this, his son's name with me. And, you know, you type it in. And like the first hit was this person's like name, address, phone number, all of this. And so I shared it with him. And honestly, it just warmed my heart because here was something had i not asked that question and i had a skill you know right. google was <laughs> yeah. so simple and easy to me like pulling something out of a dryer or changing a light bulb or looking something up on the internet for somebody but it was huge and impactful and he um i was like you know do you want to write him a letter do you want to send him an email and you know no i don't really understand email i don't want to call him i can't hear well so he dictated to me a letter and I wrote it and mailed it to his son. And then they started um, penpiling, basically a oh, communication. Awesome. And yeah, it warmed my heart. And yeah. that,
0: That's a great story. And that's so true. Like, you know, so when you're visiting your parents or something like that, ask them, you mm-hmm. know, hey, is there anything I can do? Like, I think that is so important because yeah. Oh yeah. You know, my, um, <laughs> my nephew, would it be your uncle? My nephew yeah. gave me this, <laughs> gave me the stereo and I don't know how to use it, you know, no. and then you can maybe try and help them do the recording thing, help them understand it. Um, Cause that's something easy for you. You can Google. Oh yeah. Yeah. You know, I want to buy this random thing and I don't know where to find it. Oh, okay. Let me Google that for you.
1: Right. Um, I will to you right to your front door. Right. Yeah. Yeah,
0: yeah. So I think that's a really good point to like, you know, if you're visiting somebody who's aging, you know, just ask, hey, what do you need help with? Right. I think that's important.
1: Yeah. And because there's so many things, and, you know, back to like the grocery store example earlier about like how like seniors are just kind of, You know they're really an afterthought i mean look at the remote control for a television i remember remember like i don't know how old you are but when you were when i was little i mean you had to get up change the channel and sit back down or get up you know increase the volume and sit back down or Um, just
0: sit right in front and so you can change the channel with your foot that was yes (laughs) that was my typical (laughs) go-to
1: yeah and so the remote control i mean the invention of the remote control i was like this is great But like, it was just like a simple, like, you know, the numbers on it, volume on, off. But now you need like four remote controls just to work your television. And it's like, it's nearly impossible for me to understand it. And you're going (laughs) to expect somebody who is 65 and older to understand this one's for volume. This one's for the Roku. This one is for, you know, changing the channel. This one turns on the Roku. You know, it's just, yeah, it's ridiculous. Yeah. (laughs) So, yeah, yeah.
0: like Mm -hmm. helping them with that or like even just trying to help simplify it, you know, because, you know, sometimes you can combine all of that. Like, you know, my Roku can turn on my TV, but like I have to set it up that way or I can like, you know, buy a special like universal remote that, you know, hey, it just has you just push this one button and everything will turn on like it's supposed to. Um, So just trying to simplify What's going on in their house, I think, is a good
1: move. (laughs) Yeah, so we've had that, you know, that universal remote. So I was like, everything's set. I know you like to watch the Root Sports channel. So all you have to do is hit the on-off button. The volume is where you need it. You know, the channel is where you need it. You just hit on and off. But then inevitably, you know, like, I pushed the wrong button. And, you know, I don't know how to navigate back there. And, again, I just, like, why can't they – simplify it. I mean, if anything, it's cheaper. Like, right. you, to, you know, manuf- manufacture some sort of like remote that, you know, again, on off volume. Yeah. Right.
0: That's mm-hmm. all yeah. we need. That's all I need. Um, so speaking of that, like, are there products that you think, um, like that you've seen that have been helpful for trying to take care of aging?
1: Um. Yes. So (laughs) yeah, more so to the caregiver who's helping the aging person. Um, Again, I think that'll change with our generation. But um, as of now, um, I think one of the most helpful things that um, we've seen now is like a lot of people who Maybe they're aging in place at home. They have a little bit of confusion, but they're still navigating at home because they've lived in the same house for 50 years and they have a routine. They wake up every morning at the same time. They eat the same breakfast. They watch the same Prices Right every day, take a nap at the same. And, you know, because of that routine, they're able to age in place. And which is ultimately, you know, click your heels together. I mean, there's no place like home. But helping them, again, um, Agent place at home. Oh my gosh, I lost my train of thought. Sorry. <laughs> no, oh, just um, the apps or products that, that are helpful. Yeah, for, yeah, yeah, yeah. With the technology. Um yeah. oh my goodness. The um, so sometimes with the phones, like you call and you're you know, maybe your mom doesn't answer because she doesn't hear it. Maybe she's taking a nap and you know, and you're thinking, oh my gosh, she fell last week. Is she going to fall again? You know, is she on the floor? Is she taking a nap? I don't know. So they have this, um, these like tablets and it's some software that you install in the tablet where you can have like four or five people that when they call you, it automatically answers onto a video chat. So this way, you know, people, those telemarketers or, you know, not anybody can call, but just these people can call and it automatically the video pops up. So the person doesn't have to like fiddle, you know, with the buttons on how to call mom and or call their daughter. And, you know, it can give the person, you know, the video pops up and you see, oh, mom's asleep in the chair. All right. You know, I'll check back later, which is helpful. And also they have um, where you can say, you know, call heather and then you know it'll call heather which i think is a nice technology um again i still feel that a lot of those like ipads um they're little you know for somebody visually impaired i mean apple i like their products because they're mostly intuitive but i think they're not i mean they're kind of intuitive to us because we kind of did grow up with them but i think to a lot of seniors you know maybe not as intuitive um there's another app that we or program that we kind of like so like you know Uber and Lyft yeah you know it it kind of goes against everything you've ever been taught like <laughs> don't, oh, don't get, get in a car, car. with strangers don't <laughs> get in a car with strangers and so You know, we do it now. And, you know, in the beginning, when I started using Uber and Lyft, you know, I was a little nervous. You know, you track it, you know, you send it to my husband. Oh, this, I'm in this Uber and this Lyft. It's supposed to be here or that, you know, but then eventually, you know, it becomes second nature. But a lot of seniors who, you know, have mobility issues, you know, they move a little slower. Um, If they ever got themselves in a pickle, they're less able to defend themselves, you know, they feel so that adds to that layer of secure insecurity. So there's an app called GoGo Grandparents where um, you can call them and say, "Um, take me to Heather's house. And they're like, okay, we're, you know, we're sending over an Uber. Let me, you know, text you this picture. This is what, you know, the vehicle is gonna look like. We're gonna monitor your ride and we're gonna call you when you arrive to make sure you got there safely. And so it's just an extra layer of security knowing that somebody's like, you know, watching you in your travels and, and, you know, helping you get there. And also you don't have to type in the address. You know, you can have maybe, you know, an adult child, like, you know, mom frequently goes to see Dr. Smith. She likes to go see her son, Joey. She likes to come see me and she likes to go to get her haircut and she likes to go to the grocery store. And so you oh, that it- was my grandma's haircut <laughs> every week. Yeah. Oh, yeah, totally. Yeah. And so you program it all in there. And so all you have to do is just call and say, I want to go to the grocery store and they don't need to ask which grocery store. They are just like, okay, you know, how long do you want to be there? We'll come and pick you back up when you're ready. And, um, and so it kind of makes Uber and Lyft a little bit more friendly. I love that. I had not heard about
0: that. And I yeah. think that's amazing, especially so my grandmother, she would go get her hair done every single week. Yes. And that's actually how we found out she was missing um, once right. because the hairdresser called my mom and said, your your, your mom didn't show up yeah. for her appointment. Right. And, you know, we spent the next three days looking for my grandma Um, Yeah. And that's after that, my mom moved in with my grandma for a period of time Uh, and they took her keys away and everything like that because she was just driving. She got lost and she just kept driving and she ended up driving. She's from Southern California. She drove to Arizona, like down further. and so Like she was driving for three days, but is those typical like, you know, hey, she goes here and she goes here and she goes here and that's it. And if somebody had been driving her there, like with this application, she might not have gone missing for three days. Yeah. Yeah.
1: And I feel that um, I'm a little bit more liberal with um, because, well, first off in my business, we never make decisions. For people, we simply give them, you know, these are the benefits of your mom still driving and these are the consequences of your mother still driving and to help you make a more informed decision and then to maybe like know of different alternatives. If your mom does stop driving, you know, it doesn't mean that, you know, she's going to become a prisoner of her own home. But, you know, these are some alternatives which kind of go in the the pro, you know, side of not driving. But um Yeah, and again, I kind of feel that we tend to be more liberal because when you take somebody's like car keys away, um, you know, especially for somebody, you know, it. Man, I'm probably gonna get a lot of heat for this, but you know, for somebody who's driving to the grocery store, those four blocks, or to the post office, those you know four blocks, and home again. You know, again, I mean, obviously, I'm not advocating anybody doing anything safe, but it's it's very devastating to not have that freedom of being able to come and go when you want. And again, if somebody's not safe, I'm not advocating that. Sure. (laughs) But so that's
0: where this app would really come in handy because they still feel like they have control. I can go to the grocery store whenever I want. I just need to say, hey, I want to go to the grocery store. And then you get to go to the grocery store. And so that gives you still that same autonomy, but takes away the, the safety aspect of it.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And again, you know, kind of helps, you know, people's issues with using Lyft seniors issues, generally, if you ask them with using Uber and Lyft is getting in the car with a stranger. And so like, again, hopefully having the security of knowing, um, you know, that your ride is being monitored. And I might even advocate, like maybe as an adult child, that you take the first couple of Uber and Lyfts, you know, through Gogo Grandmother with your loved one, just to kind of help you know, see mom, you know, I can track you, you know, where you're going and it's really easy. And, you know, so it's not so overwhelming and you have the security of having a loved one with you.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Um, is, are there any other apps or products that um, you wanted to talk about? Aside yes. from Google
1: yeah. So another thing that I like is a lot of our families, they'll use like a common drive, where you know they'll just put a date like visited mom last night. Um, she was really tired and she sounded a little congested. And then you know, and then it kind of alerts like the other you know children in the family like oh you know I wasn't planning on visiting mom until Sunday, but maybe I'll go tonight just to see how she's feeling well and bring her some chicken soup. And there are apps for that, but again you know you can definitely get an app for that. But you know using like a common drive is something that's just like really helpful opposed to just emailing back and forth. And so, yeah, we definitely like so that. So you're,
0: you're talking about like a Google doc or something yeah, that has, or like, you know, an Excel sheet that is shared amongst. Yeah, the,
1: exactly. The family members. Yeah. And exactly. Not the senior necessarily, you know, sure, you know, not that you're intentionally excluding <laughs> them, but just right, right. the family, you know, to be able to communicate with one another. And, you know, if you want to talk about people aging in place at home, Um, you know, there's definitely, you know, some technology you can utilize there. One of the issues, uh, really that we see the most is, is like, you know, mom never remembers to take her medicine. Like if I don't remind her, you know, she won't take it and I can call her and say, Hey mom, take your medicine, you know, but she's got not uncommon to have like nine or more pills and she'll start taking them and then she'll get distracted. And then I'll just find them sitting on the counter. So again, using video technology to, you know, hey, mom, I'm going to FaceTime you or I'm going to call you on this tablet that automatically answers. And, you know, we'll we'll just kind of talk about the weather and, you know, what Uncle Joe did and that silly stereo that Uncle Jeff bought his grandfather. (laughs) And And, um, while I watch you take your medicine.
0: (laughs) Right, right. (laughs) And Um, that's fun for them too. Like they just feel like they're having a conversation, but you're actually like, okay, yep, that one's done. That one's done.
1: Yeah. And, you know, one of, I swear I'm going to coin this word. I don't know if I invented it, but I think I did. But, um, nanny cams, (laughs) you know, we've all heard of nanny cams. Yeah. (laughs) Like a granny cam. Yeah. Like inside the house where, you know, throughout the house, because, you know, the last thing you want is somebody to fall. And then, you know, they're on the ground until you come and visit them on Sunday because, you know, they can't get up. And so having a granny cam kind of, you know, where you can peek in and see, you know, oh, nope, mom's just taking a nap or nope, mom's laying on the floor. You know, I need to send an ambulance over, but, um, you know, most falls statistically occur in the bathroom, you know, and obviously that's where it gets a little sketchy as far as privacy. You need to put a camera in the bathroom, but you know, you can angle it towards the door. And I even tell people, people always ask me like, well, what kind of granny cam should I get? And you know, there's a million different kinds, the kinds that, um, you know, like move where you can see throughout the room. Sometimes I'll even tell people to get like a nest, like for the outside the door and just put it inside. And, you know, one way that that can be helpful, again, if you have a senior who's living at home, who's a little bit of, you know, a little bit confused, if they need something, they can just start talking. And then it shows up on your phone, like, oh, mom's talking. Oh no, she's just on the phone. I'm going to ignore it. Right. Mom, are you looking for, you know, dinner? You know, I put it on the second, you know, shelf. Or, oh, that doctor's appointment isn't until tomorrow. And so, you know, it's easy for the senior, you know, to utilize because they could just like walk up to the camera and start talking um, again with the Nest cameras. And um, so that's also helpful. And, you know, one thing that I really feel would be super helpful for seniors, and it doesn't, it doesn't really exist or it doesn't exist well, but a lot of our houses have home alarms in them. And, Mm -hmm. um... And you know how they have motion detectors, like if, you know, you know, in the middle of the night, if somebody like comes through your front door and walks through, you know, it sounds the alarm. But to like, so obviously to utilize that technology to help with fall detection, where maybe you can have those motion detectors, which are already installed in most of our homes anyway, like trigger where it doesn't call the alarm company. But if you see like a sudden movement or seeing mom, like, get up in the middle of the night to go to the front door and you're nervous, like, oh, it's 2 a.m., why is mom going outside, you know, yeah. just alert you that um, there's some activity in the house or there was a, um, like, a swift movement, which might be indicative to a fall, which then you could, like, look on the granny cam and see, like, nope, nope, she's just um, going to make sure the door is locked.
0: Yeah, yeah. Um, I think I had a thought and now it's gone. <laughs> Same thing. <laughs> Same thing that happened to you earlier. Um, but I, I think that they can. Um, yep, yeah, I don't remember, but it had to do with fall
1: detection. Yeah. So there <laughs> there are fall detection devices, but, you know, you kind of put them near the ground and, you know, you spray up. But just to have throughout the house. Because, you know, that obviously would be really helpful. Another helpful device is like a um, you know, you wear those pendants and sometimes they're, you know, they can be a bracelet where if you fall, you know, to push it to say, hey, I've fallen and I can't get up. Um, one of the flaws I know <laughs> one of the flaws that I've seen with that is people that will wear it religiously during the day and it's really great. And you know, if they have a fall. Perfect. But then I'll ask some. I was like, how many times do you use the restroom at night? And they're like, Oh, two or three, you know, when you age your bladder, you have to go to the bathroom. I'm like, I totally get it. Do you use your, you know, fall detection? And they're like, no, you know, I don't want to sleep with it because I don't want to like roll over and accidentally turn it on, which are right. strangling yourself. Totally. Right. But I right. said, You need to put it next to your bed and like, and wear it when you go to the bathroom at night and make sure it's well lit. But you know, statistically falls happen in the bathroom. And so, I mean, just the one time you're not wearing it to have like a fall occur, you know, would be a huge bummer. And, um, another device that's good again, is, um, we had a client who um, had a little bit of confusion, was living at home, like to like work out in the yard, would rarely leave. But one time, um, started walking down the street in his neighborhood and his wife was like, Oh gosh, you know, Uh, I, you know, what happens if he wandered away, that would be terrible. And so she got a pendant for him to wear that kind of that had GPS on it. And he's like, I'm not wearing this. I'm not a baby. No. And so we were like, well, we would like him to wear it because, you know, he does have some confusion. So we were like, you know, what's something that he identifies with? And he was like an avid runner when he was younger. So we got him a running watch. You know, and even though he doesn't run now, but it's just something that kind of speaks to him as, like, this is who I am, this is part of my identity. I'm a runner, I have a runner's watch, and it has GPS, <laughs> you know, which, nice. you know, yeah. <laughs> or even sometimes jewelry, like, you know, that it has like a little heart pendant that's very pretty that has, yeah. um, you know, GPS in it, um. We had, you know, one thing that we did before is, is like, we tried to like give the jewelry, you know, wear the necklace and we had somebody who wouldn't do it, but they would never leave their house without their hat. So we sewed the little GPS into the hat. We had another person who would never leave the house without her purse. So, you know, we just kind of stuck it in, you know, a side compartment in the, in the purse. And so it was a way for us to always, you know, know where that person was if needed.
0: And that's genius because you know that is one thing I was gonna actually just bring up. Um I, I didn't send you this question earlier, but it's just something I thought of in the process is like, what about someone who's resistant to yeah. you know something that's going to help them? And my grandmother, she took her purse everywhere, yeah. so much so that when um when she passed away, uh we had her cremated and they put her in her purse.
1: Oh
0: yeah, to- I love it. Yeah. And so like, but that would have been so smart to like put something in her purse because she would have never left. Right, home without right, a purse. Right. She right. might forget her phone or whatever, but no, that purse was going to come with her wherever she went. So if you just find something that like they won't leave without and go with that.
1: Yeah. Even something in the shoe, you know, something discreet on the shoe, you know, is helpful if, you know, they have a pair of shoes, you know, shoes that they like to you know, consistently wear. Or maybe you need to get, you know, a few of those little tiles and put them on, you know, right. a few of their pair of shoes, you know, might be helpful. Yeah, that's awesome.
0: Um, so we talked about products that we do like, if there's any more that you want to touch on before we move on.
1: Um, you know, one of the things that, so the, yeah, one of the things that, um, I do like, I like the Apple watch and the technology that it has. But, um, and I think this is kind of where your next question is going also, (laughs) where it does have a lot of positive features. Like one of the benefits that it has on it, it has like, it checks your O2 set, but it's live and it would be nice if it recorded it. So this way, the next day, it was just like FYI, you know, last night your O2 set like dipped down to 89 or 92 because you know, that would be helpful information too. Like, do I need a sleep study? Um, You know, potentially, you know, do I have sleep apnea or, or, you know, some sort of, you know, it would be nice for it to record that, but we do like the Apple watch too, because you always have it on you. And if you fall going to the bathroom at night, you can call. Um, It does have fall detection on it. It's not like guaranteed to catch every fall, but it's just an extra layer of security. so the Apple Watch we do we do like nice. Um and and that you doesn't have to specifically
0: be Apple Watch you know there's other types of what like yeah. you were saying with the running watch um you know mine will record those kind of like O2 stats like for I have a Garmin I love my yeah. Garmin. <laughs> but similarly like you know so if you've got that like health history and then you can also see I don't know how many steps they're taking in a day. Like, hey, grandma, you've only taken like a hundred steps today. Like maybe let's like get around the house a little bit.
1: Yeah. And also, you know, you know, to dovetail off what you're saying is, is like, you know, in the home with the security and the motion detectors, even to like program them to be like, you know, your mom's been a lot less active this week. You know, usually, you know, she goes through, you know, up and through, you know, this room eight times throughout the day. And she's only gone through that room once today. And, you know, just I feel that that's like an untapped market. I know that they are looking into that, but there's no like widespread product that does that well. Yeah. And so that,
0: that was actually the the thought that I had forgotten earlier was, you know, an AI model where it's learning kind of the behaviors, yeah. Yeah. Uh, the natural behaviors of the house, and then will notify when those behaviors are like shifted when, you know, hey, she normally goes through this room eight times. She's only been through once, you know, right. might want to figure out what's going on there.
1: Right. Right. Absolutely. Absolutely.
0: So there's products that will be help would helpful. What about
1: products that like you would think would be helpful but are kind of lacking, missing? The yeah. Point. So again, the phones and tablets, I'd like to see them to be more age friendly. Um, I think that again with the the smart homes where you know the lights that automatically adjust and the temperature that automatically adjusts, I'd like to see like you know can we like repurpose the home alarm to like. You know, with AI technology, study patterns and absolutely Um, something else that I think would be nice um, is universal medical records, because now Mm -hmm. if you go to this hospital system and you see this doctor. You know, you have to do like a medical records request to have it brought to you know, you know maybe a cancer care provider or even a different hospital system. So it would be nice to have some sort of universal HIPAA compliant where you could upload this information to you know so it can be accessed universally by a multitude of different um, providers. Um, My chart, which is like a way to communicate with your physician. Um, one thing that, you know, it's great if the physician actually goes in and reads it. And we have some of our clients, physicians who it's just an absolute stellar way for us to communicate with that physician. And we have other physicians who we can ask a question on my chart, never get an answer. And then we have to call the office eight times because they still haven't called us back. So it would be nice for it just to be a more user-friendly way. Um, for them to consistently respond. Um, one thing that um, that I don't like how this technology is being applied, and I have a personal experience with it. So they have, I don't know if you've been to a senior community or if any of your viewers have been to a senior community, but like post-COVID, they have this technology where you sign in, have you experienced any cold or flu symptoms You know, in the last 10 days, um, do you have a temperature? Have you been exposed to COVID? Have you had a positive COVID test? And then it takes your temperature and then you in a print out a little badge. Great, you would think it was great. However, yeah. I've seen this misuse. So we, and I researched this because we had a client who was living in a senior community and we were having issue where they stated that this client had a certain behavior and because of this behavior, We need to do some additional monitoring of it, and we're going to charge you for it. And I thought, you know, I get that, you know, this client, you know, has, you know, behaviors, and maybe I don't see these behaviors all the time. But, you know, this is a really expensive, um, you know, charge for this behavior that I truly do not believe occurs all the time. So I want to go visit this client a few times, like at different hours, you know, like unannounced, to see, like, can I, you know, catch this um, person exhibiting this behavior? So I went in to see the client. And every time I went in, she had this one-on-one person, like, you know, who we're paying for assigned to her and with her. And I just thought, there's just, something suspicious to me about this. So, I went home and researched that the technology when you sign in, it alerts staff that like, oh, Heather Acres in the building. And therefore, um am I breaking up? Can you hear me? Uh, a little bit. I think it might be my internet,
0: but you're back now. So, keep okay, going. You, you had a you had somebody assigned
1: to the person. Yeah, so it. they basically they placed our client on one-on-one um, because they stated that, you know, they were a risk, which I totally get, but this was a secured locked unit. And I was like, but you know, they should be safe. It's a secured locked unit. So then I decided, oh, so I went and researched the tablet that I was signing in on and as if I was purchasing it for my senior community. And they're like, Oh, be alerted when people are in your building, yada, yada. So you always know who's in your building. And I was like, I think, I wonder if they're alerted, like, oh, Heather's here. Let's place this person in one-on-one. So I started signing in under a different phone number. You sign in using your phone number because I, I have two phone numbers, a personal one. Sure. And um, sure enough, like I visited her multiple times, never had that one-on-one person. And so I really feel that they were misusing that technology for kind of like cover your behind type, you know, right. right. So, like,
0: mom's here. So,
1: like, yes. all the yeah. things we're supposed
0: to be doing, right? Exactly. So, wow, that, yeah, that's crazy. I can totally see that happening. Um, yeah. and I hope, I hope it worked out for you. Guys. Yeah, yeah, it definitely helped our case. <laughs> oh, for sure. That's awesome. Um, so, and are there any other products
1: that you wish existed yet that don't exist yet? Um, again, I think the biggest takeaway is the home alarm system. Could they repurpose that for, um, you know, for people who to kind of like for fall detection? Yeah. Mm
0: -hmm. I like that. Mm -hmm. Um, and so the last kind of question, uh, those carry for parents who with dementia or other memory issues, I, and I don't know how. This one's really helpful at all. But, um, you know, my friend whose mother now lives with them, every time she went to her house, her mother had unplugged everything, unplugged her router, unplugged like any if they wanted to put a camera in her house, it wasn't going to work because they not un- she'd unplug everything, everything, everything. Like, so what can we do to try and help when, you know, there's a lot going on with your aging parent?
1: Yeah, so there's truly no cookie cutter um, approach to something like that. Generally working um, with an aging life care member, a geriatric care mem- manager like myself, just to kind of um, come up with creative ideas to see how we what can we do to help make somebody more safe in their home. Um So I'll give you a couple other examples and then talk to you about your friend who kept unplugging everything. So sometimes we had somebody who was living at home, lived in their house for a long time, um, aging in place, wanted to age in place. That was their wish for as long as possible. But we were nervous because they left the oven on all night one night. And we're like, you know, this could have gone really bad. badly. So what we did is, is we took all the knobs off the stove. So this way you couldn't turn it on, you know, just to kind of turn off that as a safety feature. You can unplug the oven is something, you know, to do. We had another client who um, had a urinary tract infection. And so they just threw this, you know, usually they were fine at home, but they were having this not so great week where we were nervous that they were going to leave in the middle of the night. And, you know, and even with a GPS, nobody, you know, it's cold outside, it's icy, So we, you know, putting like a little bell on the door that you know goes ding dong, you know, every time the door is open or shut. And this way it alerted her spouse that like, oh, shoot, you know, my wife's not here. I just heard the door go off. You know, let me, you know, go see what's going on. Uh, And the case where the person where you want to put in a granny cam and they're unplugging everything, maybe like plugging it into like, you know, I have these bookshelves here, drilling a little hole where you don't have access to unplug it Mm -hmm. and, you know, where it's not as user-friendly or something battery operated or something out of reach, um, Mm -hmm. you know, that, you know, maybe, you know, and not that you would do it for nefarious reasons, but, um, But we had like luggage um, that we put a camera in to the luggage. So this way it looks like a piece of luggage, you know, just like decorative, you know, on top of the bookshelf. But it had a camera in it. And this way, you know, and you've seen those again with like the nanny cams, like the teddy bears with the eyes. Right. right? I mean, just somehow. So it doesn't appear as ominous as, you know, as that senior is interpreting it.
0: Yeah, that makes sense. I love the idea of like kind of a locked cabinet, you know, a lot of parents will do that because, you know, the kid will unplug the router or try and do something with the router. But the same kind of thing, you know, if you put it behind something like, you know, drill a hole in the back of a cabinet and have like some locked doors where they can't get to it to unplug, I think that's really helpful.
1: Yeah, but we also, you also, I would caution, we want to like do things that aren't going to frustrate the senior. So for example, I was talking with one of our clients this week and um, she lives at home. We have a, we placed a live-in caregiver uh, because she's just not safe to be by herself. And so the live-in caregiver was concerned because in the middle of the night, It's this, you know, our client's lifelong pattern that she likes to get up in the middle of the night and kind of poke around the house. And it's fine. She goes back to bed. The daughter's like, it is what it is. It's her lifelong pattern. We're not looking to change this. But what was happening is, is that the senior with confusion was opening the freezer, pulling out a whole bag of frozen French fries and feeding them to the dog. (laughs) And the dog is just gaining a lot of weight. And I'm sure the dog's like, (laughs) I love. Yes. (laughs) Best life ever. (laughs) Exactly. And so what the caregiver had recommended to my client is, is I'd like to put a lock on the refrigerator so she can't, you know, feed the dog at night. So my client's daughter agreed to it. But then my client had called me this week and she's like, I'm just really concerned. My mom is always so happy go lucky, but she's had you know, these mood outbursts lately. And, you know, we're not sure why. And da, 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 da. so we were kind of talking like what's changed. And I found out about the lock on the refrigerator. And I was like, you know, this is her lifelong habit that she likes to poke around the house and, you know, give the dog a treat. Are there other things we could do? Because I feel like we're creating a frustration for her where I'm sure you know at night she's like I can't get it open I don't understand this how do you get this lock you know I got to figure this out and you know she's not sleeping well she's just frustrated by this like is there something else we can do to like maybe you know put some food underneath um where it's not easily accessible or label it medications you know like so you don't open it and feed you know this whole thing of French fries, or like, you know, like put a refrigerator in the downstairs basement, you know, of those type of items, or, you know, the dog's name is Molly, you know, can we put Dolly, sorry, you know, can we like, you know, treats for Dolly and put some like low calorie healthy cooked carrots or, you know, something in there. And let's try that and see if that helps. And it totally solved, solved the issue. Yeah,
0: because I can totally see the mood, you know, I'm frustrated. I'm not getting as much sleep as I am used to. And like, I mean, if I don't get enough sleep, I am a not nice person (laughs) the next day too. So (laughs) totally understandable, but good to figure out. We're like, oh, okay. You know, we're trying to solve this problem. Is there another way
1: we can go about solving it? Yeah, exactly. And if you try something and it doesn't work, well, what else can we try you know like putting the um like the alarm on the door so it chimes like ding dong you know every time it opens maybe they realize that they can just take it off the wall or they don't like it it doesn't go with their decor so there's other things you know okay that didn't work now what can we try maybe move the door hand or the lock you know up four inches this way it's not creating a fire hazard you know if there's an emergency but it's just not in the usual place and it creates a you know an extra layer of complexity to hopefully avoid that person going outside. Yeah. I love that.
0: Well, is there anything else we didn't mention that you wanted to talk about or anything
1: else that you want to say? Yeah. So, you know, seniors, they're near and dear to my heart. I feel like I have the best job in the world and, you know, check in on your elderly neighbors, you know, they've done all these studies recently that isolation, you know, it's almost as bad as smoking like 17 cigarettes, you know, a day. And, you know, we all have elderly neighbors or somebody in the neighborhood, you know, peek in on them, you know, maybe bring them, you know, a bag of groceries here and there, you know, do you need, you know, you know, somebody to drive you to the drugstore or, you know, I haven't seen you in a while. I just wanted, you know, just to visit with you, chew the fat and, and, you know. And, you know, again, it makes me sad. I do feel that society discards the elderly. And, you know, a lot of it falls on us, our women's lap, you know, where we still, you know, even though we're in the workforce, and even though we have kids, and even though you manage the home, home and work full time. I mean, you know, it's not uncommon for you to care for your parents and your husband's parents too. even like the mental preparation and all that stuff, like, you know, keeps us up at night thinking about but um, yeah, just like, helping us ladies out and not to say that there aren't like great sons out there who aren't very helpful to their family, but statistically it always falls on the adult. Not always. it Statistically it frequently falls on the adult daughter's lap, but you know, maybe support that person supporting their parents. And again, check on your neighbors.
0: So now I'm gonna have to go say hi to Harold and Margie, yeah. <laughs> who live down the street from me, because I haven't said hi to them in a while. So thank you for that reminder. It's a sweet older couple that you know lives literally like two doors down from me. And yeah. I'm like, I I haven't said hi in a while. I better go over there. So thank you for that reminder. <laughs> well, well thank, thank you
1: so much, Heather. Go ahead. What? Yeah. No. Thanks for having me. I very much enjoyed. Enjoyed this. Yeah, it was so great. And I'll probably reach out
0: to you more for other stuff because like I said, I think there is such a um, lack of information out there with regards to elder care and technology. And that's one of my kind of passions trying to get more of this information out there for you know the sandwich generation the current sandwich generation so thank you so much heather if you want to follow her she is elder care navigators that's eldercarenavigators.com you also are uh, on instagram and
1: um where else can they find you yeah we're on facebook too oh and you know i'm gonna um Say this as well. At our website, it's eldercare We have a tab at the top that we're beta testing now. It's called Form, and it's a place we're trying to um, provide a resource, a free resource for seniors who have questions about elder care. So, if, for example, you had a question, um, hypothetically, my mom lives in Alaska, I'd like to move her you know, here to Arizona, where I live, is this a good idea? Help, where you can have a professional answer your question, and give you some free advice and to be a free resource to you. And if you had a question, you know, another example of like, hey, I have a power of attorney, but you know, what's the difference between a springing and a non springing? you know, power of attorney or, and should I have a durable power of attorney where you can ask that question and we're going to have other professionals also help answer elder law attorneys, real estate agents, home care companies, nurses, care managers to also answer these questions to be a free resource for somebody who like, I need an electric wheelchair. Will Medicare pay for that? You know, my mom needs hearing aids. Will Medicare pay for that? And so this way you don't have to go through the hassle of hiring an elder law attorney or hiring a geriatric care manager. But if you just simply have like a little question um, to be able to ask it and get an answer and also just sort through other questions that have been asked before, too, to see if there's information in there that might be helpful to you or, you know, asking your question might be helpful to other people in the future as well.
0: Also, I'm just popping popping that up here so people can see that eldercarenavigators.com. So make sure you check that out. That sounds like it's going to be an amazing resource um, for people. If you got a simple question, definitely check that website out. Heather is obviously a wealth of knowledge and she's got a team that can help uh, answer those questions.
1: And again, it's under the form section of my website. Eventually we're going to give it its own entry page, but as of now that's where it lives.
0: Okay. Awesome. Well, thank you so much, Heather. It was super enlightening. I really enjoyed this conversation. Um, If, you guys have any questions at all for Heather? You can pop those in the comments. I will forward them on to her if she doesn't see them. So definitely let us know, or just go ahead and go to the, her website
1: and fill out the form and you can ask her a question right there. <laughs> yeah. So. And also, I want to say that um, you have to enter your email address. It's just like a function of the website, but we don't sure. sell it to anybody or do anything with it. It just lives and dies there. So, I mean,
0: you have to enter that so they can answer your questions. <laughs> otherwise it would just go out into the void and you're like well I asked this question I didn't get a response
1: well did you give them a way to respond to you (laughs) yeah well actually you can definitely send us a private email or a private message but we're on this form we like these questions to be public so this way they can be a resource to other people and you don't have to use your name my name's Heather Aker so I don't have to enter Heather Aker I could just say butterflies is, you know, 22 (laughs) is my name. And that's all, you know, that's the only identifying information that the public will see. Awesome.
0: Well, thank you so much, Heather. We'll go ahead and wrap it up there. And thank you guys for attending and we will see you next week. Bye.